Welcome to Frontline Voices, a podcast by the Natural Resources Council of Maine. Every day, decisions are made across Maine that impact our environment, and Mainers play a crucial role as we speak up for climate action, the clear air, clear water, and open spaces that we all love. Come sit down with advocates and experts to discuss some of the most important stories that you need to know, what lies ahead, and hear what you can do about it. Thanks for listening as we share our view from the front lines. I'm your host, Colin Durant, and welcome to another episode of Frontline Voices. In today's episode, we're going to dig into the results of a brand new survey NRCM just completed of electric vehicle owners in Maine. But before we do, I wanted to just give you a few quick good news items uh, that I took note of that have been in the news recently. Uh, The first is biologists in Maine have reported really exciting progress for one of Maine's most well-known endangered species. That's the piping plover. I love seeing them run along the beach. Um, Just 40 years ago, there were only seven pairs of piping plovers in Maine. By 2018, that number was up to 68. And that number has been increasing every breeding season since. But now in 2022, 140 nesting pairs were documented and 221 Young have fledged. So that's just really exciting news um, on that front. And um, and um, uh, the, the, the other item was uh, Popham Beach, which, by the way, is a successful uh, nesting area for piping plovers, uh, had its busiest month on record. Um, that's for humans, not birds, um, in July. And that helped uh, put the main state park system on track for yet another record year of attendance. Uh, it's going to be, I guess, a for a third consecutive year. That's according to Maine Department of Agriculture, Conservation, Forestry. And of course, shout out to all the state employees that work so hard to take care of our parks. And and thanks to some um, legislation and funding that NRCM advocated for, you know, we're going to see some uh, much needed maintenance being done to state parks. So that's good news too, to meet all that demand. Um, Okay, now I want to welcome our Climate and Clean Energy Outreach Coordinator, Josh Caldwell, to the pod to discuss the survey I mentioned earlier that NRCM just conducted of EV owners in Maine. Welcome, Josh. It's good to have you. Thanks, Colin. Great to be back with you on the podcast. Yeah. Um, So this was our third survey, by far our most popular. It was really cool to see that Mainers were so excited to talk about their experience with electric cars. We'll talk about that later. Um, You all, I guess, received a record-breaking 1,230 individual responses from all of Maine's 16 counties, which is just fantastic. And um, I wanted to give a special shout out. I know you organized a couple of volunteer nights to all the volunteers who came and helped us process all that data so we could analyze it and talk about the results here. Um, Josh, can you just start by giving us a lay of the land of the electric vehicle landscape in Maine? What's it look like now? Yeah, sure thing. So one of the reasons we had all that data is because we've seen an exponential increase in the amount of electric vehicles on the road since the last time we conducted an electric vehicle owner survey, which was back in 2018. So since then, there are uh, now over five times the number of electric cars and trucks uh, on the road over a four-year span. And there are also more makes and models available to Mainers each and every year. Uh, We also now know that more people are going fully electric compared to years past. So of our total electric vehicle population, 44% are fully battery electric as opposed to 30% in our 2018 survey, with the remainder being uh, plug-in hybrid vehicles that use gasoline and electricity. 
Cool. So we know more Mainers than ever are driving electric cars. From what we learned in the survey, what are they saying about their experience? Across the board, uh, really good things. Um, we wanted to go straight to the electric vehicle owners to learn how they were enjoying their experience. And it's it's about as close to unanimous as it gets when it comes to the results that we received. So 98% of drivers would recommend an electric vehicle to their neighbor. 99% uh, said their vehicle is reliable. 97% say that their vehicle is easy and affordable to maintain, and 79% of drivers are saving $25 or more per month on gasoline, um, with over a quarter of the respondents saying that they're saving more than $100 per month on gasoline. And this was, you know, we sent the survey out back in April, so it was before the, the real gas price spike. So pretty much um, what we found is once Mainers get behind the wheel, um, it's clear that they're really enjoying their electric vehicles. That's great. And um, I wanted to just dig into, you mentioned this, uh, dig into charging, which is an issue people often bring up or they have questions about. Um, what did we learn about how people charge their electric cars? Yeah, understandable. I mean, it is, it's different than a gas pump uh, that people are used to. So we did gain some really helpful insights there. Uh, we found that most of our respondents, in fact, 90% of our respondents primarily are charging their car at home. So they come right back from work or from an outing, plug in their car and charge up overnight, uh, which allows them to skip a gas station and was cited often uh, both in our survey and also when I had the chance to meet up with some electric vehicle owners as, as a great convenience to be able to charge at home. Uh, we also found that more people are using public chargers than the previous time that we surveyed. Uh, two thirds of respondents said that they use main public chargers, which is up from one half of respondents in 2018. Uh, so this, you know, there's still work to be done to expand access to our public charging infrastructure for drivers, but um, we're excited by these results and um, are also looking forward to some needed investment that's coming in from the Inflation Reduction Act, um, which is investing a lot of dollars in Maine's uh, charging network. Charging network. Yeah, I saw Efficiency Maine just put out, I think, an RFP or something to expand, particularly yeah. looking at some of the rural counties, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I thought was also interesting was how people's attitudes about electric cars change once they start driving them. Can you just talk about talk about that a little? Sure. I think to toot our own horn, this was a great question <laughs> um, and one of my favorite to analyze. So we we asked the owners what concerns they had prior to buying or leasing an electric vehicle, and then whether or not those concerns still exist after they've had a chance to, to uh, get behind the wheel and be on the road for a little while. So every single concern that was referenced prior to purchase uh, dropped significantly after owners began driving the vehicle, uh, which is remarkable that that was true of every concern. Um, of note, concern about home charging dropped by 86% from before to after making a purchase. Concern about the cost of insurance dropped 80%. Uh, concern about upfront costs dropped, dropped by 79%. Uh, concern about charging costs dropped by 73%. And concern about affordability and maintenance dropped by 58%. Um, we also saw that 7% of respondents indicated having no concerns prior to making a purchase, while 12% indicated having no concerns after their purchase. So almost double the amount of people have no concerns after making a purchase of, of, of the vehicle. Um, one of the insights we did gain that I wanna note is that there are three issues that sort of remain relevant for own earners, despite the fact that overall those concerns are dropping. Those were the availability of public chargers throughout the state, 
uh, winter performance for these electric vehicles and range concerns. And I think all three of these really speak to the need to build out our charging network so that mm -hmm. you know people can access charging more regularly wherever they're driving, regardless of what time of year it is. And also just to normalize electric vehicle ownership in Maine so that those anxieties and concerns uh, are less for people that are that are going into that purchase option. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so uh, one of the things I love about uh, this survey and what happened afterwards was what do you do after surveying EV owners? Well, of course, you take a road trip. Uh, and Josh, that's exactly what you and a couple of our colleagues have been doing over the past few weeks. Just internally here at NRCM, it's been fun to follow Josh's uh, travels across um, Maine and learn, you know, hear what he's learning. So can you just, I, I love the stories. Can you just give us a snapshot of some of the people you've met, where they live, what they told you? Um, yeah, it'd be great to hear that. Totally. Uh, this was definitely my favorite part of the process. Got to see a lot of really fun places in Maine and talk to people who were just really jazzed about sharing their experience with their their electric vehicles across the board. People are really pumped to to show me uh, all the features and and to share what they what they like about them. So we wanted to get a sense for how electric vehicle users in Maine are actually using their electric vehicles day to day. So I did go out and meet with a bunch of them. Uh, along with two other folks from NRCM, one of whom is a, a professional photographer. We got some some great footage. So, um, you know, we went from Lubeck to Greenville to Sanford to Newry. We were all over the state meeting up with people. Um, some of the favorite interactions that I had, uh, just to share a little snapshot of some of the folks I had the opportunity to speak with. Um, Galen McGinley uh, owned the Lubeck Brewing Company out in Lubeck and have two Nissan Leafs that they used for delivering beer around town and getting back and forth to their camp. And I got a couple free beers um, for, my, <laughs> for my trip out there, which was great. Uh, Jim in Old Town hitches a trailer to his electric vehicle to help with yard work and, and towing mulch around the yard, um, which is full of ducks. Really fun, really fun to get out there and see him cruising around amongst uh, a flock. Um, and Justin uses his workplace charger out in Orono to stay charged up through the work week. Um, Marianne in Penobscot finds that her dog loves uh, their electric vehicle and is much more comfortable in that car than their previous gas-powered vehicle. And Michael um, is able to sneak up on birds on his wildlife tours uh, on Mount Desert Island with his quiet electric van. He runs a tour service out there, and he was like, yeah, the birds... Um, are far more uh, able to stick around and, and aren't scared by the combustion engine noises. We also met up with Serena in Waterville, who loves her electric vehicle and is particularly pumped that she's setting an example for her her young children, uh, and not you know having her young kids breathe any any exhaust. And and uh, Dick in Limington has three electric vehicles with his wife and daughter, uh, and they also have a fully electric mower and chainsaw. They've got solar panels at their house. It's great. That's amazing. Um, ben out in Wyndham owns an organic farm and he just purchased a fully electric transit van, one of the first fully electric transit vans in Maine to help um, with help from a small business rebate. And they can get their produce now uh, to the Portland farmers market and back to Wyndham without a drop of gas used. Um, the last one that I thought was really interesting in Sanford, uh, Johanna serves in the Navy and trains new recruits using her electric Jeep. It was the first electric Jeep I had a chance to see, but she takes it off road. Uh, in the western foothills and the white mountains to to train up new recruits and uh, yeah there are a lot of others wow. that, I, that i won't go through now but it was really cool to see the full range of of vehicles and the full range of ways that people were using them around the state yeah that's just wonderful and of course um most of the models now as you mentioned are cars i've started to see some trucks on the road we got passed by a 
Ford Lightning truck the other day on the on 295. Um, so this is just such great info, both the sort of the quantitative and the qualitative info. Um, so you know, what's next? What do our listeners do if they want to learn more about electric vehicles? There's obviously a lot of questions about them. You're reading about them in the paper. We're talking about them. Um, what's next if you want to learn more? And then like what, you know, there's a lot, also a lot of incentives that are available. Sure. And incentives that will become uh, increasingly available. We're excited by the Inflation Reduction Act that there will be uh, new incentives for used vehicles and heavy duty vehicles, which is really big for Maine. Uh, so that you know, owners can can look at the used market and be incentivized to purchase a vehicle there, and also our heavy-duty transit can can become electrified over time. But in terms of where people can go, I mean, definitely start with our survey. Uh, be sure to download that at our website. And um, there's a lot of really good information that we weren't able to cover here on our podcast that that will be informative for you. Um, it'll also be a really helpful tool for our advocacy going forward, talking to decision makers in the state, and you know, continuing to to move the ball forward on electric vehicles. Uh, once you've done that, head on over to Efficiency Maine's website. Uh, Efficiency Maine is where you'll get the down low on rebates and, and tax breaks uh, because they're the, the entity that distributes and manages those incentives. And you can find all the information available there at efficiencymaine.com slash EB. Um, so there are point of sale rebates and also tax credits that they'll inform you about, as well as um, home charging rebates that you can find out more inf information about. So great resource there. Yeah, lots of great info on the Efficiency Main site. And one thing we learned from our survey is if you see someone with an EV, ask them about it. People want to talk about it. That they happens. love to talk about it. Yeah, that I have a I have a cargo bike that we bring our kids around with um, just here in town. And that ha people ask about it all the time. And we have great conversations. And I know the same happens with electric vehicles. So um, yeah. Mainers are psyched to talk to you about it if you want to learn yeah, more. Yeah, one of the folks I met out in Castine said, you know, if you could produce any stickers that say, ask me about my EV, any bumper stickers that should be <laughs> all about it. I think I think it really is true that some of these electric vehicle owners who are still consider themselves to be early adopters, you know, yeah. are excited about sharing with others that, um, that it really does work. Very cool. Well, we talked a lot about um, you know, the reliability, the performance of electric vehicles, really those benefits. Um, and of course, electric vehicles are also a really important part of Maine's climate action plan. They're key to helping us reduce harmful air pollution from the transportation sector, the largest chunk of greenhouse gas emissions, the transportation sector in Maine. So can you just speak about this for a little, for a moment, and perhaps talk a little bit more about uh, you know, EVs are part of the puzzle, right? Like, what are some of the other ways we can reduce emissions from the transportation sector? You knew this yeah. question was coming. Yeah, oh, sure. From, from the bike. <laughs> well, and it's, I mean, there are a lot of ways that we need to attack this problem, right? And so the primary reason for that is that our, our transportation sector accounts for 54% of Maine's carbon emissions, right? So over half of our total emissions that cause climate change are, are from transportation. So it's clearly a priority focus for our climate goals going forward. Electric vehicles are a big part of that. Um, as outlined in Maine's Clean Transportation Roadmap, which was released last year, uh, we're pushing to get to 219,000 electric vehicles on the road in Maine by 2030. So continuing to follow that exponential growth curve that we're seeing. Um, but yeah, they're, they're certainly not the only state solution. We need to change the way that people move around our state by encouraging alternative forms of transportation like public transit and walking and biking. Um, investment in safe pedestrian spaces, 
walkable village centers. Um, even though we live in a rural state, this is completely possible. And uh, communities connected by transit will be really critical to accompanying our electric vehicle advocacy. So we've seen some exciting steps taken in that direction, and I can and touch on a couple of them right now. Um, the first round of electric school bus funding was just awarded through a large federal grant, and we're going to see school districts around the state using electric buses uh, to reduce air pollution for school children and to get us closer to our climate goals. Uh, Portland just installed public city bikes um, that I've had a chance to use to get around town with no emissions, and we're beginning to see electric bikes coming onto the scene that are becoming more and more popular as replacements for car trips and also for recreation. Um, so other states like Colorado have incentives for e-bikes, and we'd love to see similar incentives here in Maine. Um, the Maine Trails Coalition also has a compelling vision for the future of active transportation in the state with their active transportation arterials plan. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to, it, there's a great map that shows uh, how they're planning to connect Maine's 25 largest municipalities with multimodal, so walking and biking trails. And uh, we are also anticipating the release of the Maine Department of Transportation's statewide active transportation plan and uh, their statewide strategic transit plan by mm -hmm. the end of this year, outlining how public transit and active transportation are going to be approached in, in years to come. So yeah, a lot of pieces are moving in the right direction, um, but we certainly need to be sure to invest in car alternatives as well as in uh, electric vehicles going forward. Yeah, so people have all sorts of options for how they get around. Exactly. Yeah, why not? I mean, all the better. Yeah. And I think um, we're also, I I can't, I think you might've mentioned this, you mentioned school buses, but it's also so great to see um, electric public transit buses, more and more mm -hmm. of those um, hitting the streets throughout, throughout Maine and more and more will be coming again, because of these federal grants. So that's Precisely. great news. Yeah. Um, Josh, thanks so much for joining us. It's so fantastic to just take this issue that we read a lot about, we talk a lot about, and really do the hard work to find out how it's changing Mainers' lives directly, right? And I think in so much of what we do, it's so important to break through that noise, center our work based on the experiences, the perspectives of a diverse range of Mainers, and the pe people who love Maine's environment, speak to them, find out you know what their experience uh, is with it and and then um, communicate that out so people can learn more. So, you know, big thanks to you and the team for doing that in this small way with electric vehicles. Yeah, of course. It was a really fun process. Uh, we're, we're seeing the electric vehicle transition before our eyes and participating mm -hmm. in that transition uh, in any way uh, is a really cool experience for sure. It is pretty wild to just see more and more of them on the street. And it's They're popping and up it, all over. Yeah. Yeah. And to think that that is going to be a seismic change in our um in our generate like in our lifetime not just cars but with buses and bikes as well as you mentioned Good question yeah um well so if folks want to learn more about this survey head on over to nrcm.org where you'll get all the details you can download the full uh report on our findings and much more and thanks as always uh to our listeners for tuning in uh, if you like what you heard, please share it with your family and friends and be sure to leave us that positive review um, on whatever podcast platform you're listening in. So thanks again, and we'll talk next time. Thanks for listening to Maine Environment Frontline Voices. 
If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to our podcast or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and several other podcast listening apps. Since 1959, NRCM has been tapping into the power of the Maine people, science, and the law to protect and enhance the nature of Maine. To learn more about our work, visit nrcm.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.